Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 90.0, your weekly source for news, views and analysis, analysis of news and your source for uh, news on resignations, boycotts and whatnot from <laughs> India. <laughs> this is this is this is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another week- weekend where I, along with Sunanda, resigned to our fate. <laughs> but <laughs> on this resigned to our fate and resigned to Mindmaker. We're not resigning from Mindmaker. Uh, no, no, no. We'll never resign. But yeah. we, we are talking about all other resignations. We need to ask Pramod. He's still not here. Has he resigned? No, he, has he hasn't not. resigned. No, but he's also resigned to his fate. <laughs> just like us. <laughs> so, so Pramod is still in India. Only uh, powerful people get to resign. I agree. But, I know. Uh, but don't, don't uh, discount the powerful uh, or the power of Mindmaker. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. But you're like, you're <laughs> no, no, mind makers is powerful. I'm talking about us. We're Achha, just ha, ha, ha. powerful people. We're powerful not. people resign, the others get fired. The others get fired. <laughs> <laughs> people like us get fired. So, so that's, the difference that's the difference between power and no power. Uh, exactly. See, yes, CEOs, so, CEOs unequally vocally resign. So, mind makers has the power to uh, fire huh. any one of us. Mm-hmm. But we cannot resign because so, we have no power. So, what happened We'll come to the topic. Cyrus Mystery thought he was powerful. So, yeah. he thought he will resign. Ratan Tata said, I am powerful. <laughs> That's why I fired him. In a nutshell, that explains Tata Sons' predicament. And Jens thought that they were powerful. Huh. So, they will... Uh, fire Arnab. They will fire Arnab. Arnab said, no, I am powerful. I will resign. Exactly. So... <laughs> Yeah, that is that this is, is power basically, play going on. This power play going on. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, once again, we are back um, uh, and tired yeah. <laughs> of following the week's news because there were so many news. I know this uh, was this was a newsy week. And Pramod is not here. He is getting all the tidbits from the ground. He is uh, in Goa attending. Oh, he's the, been everywhere. He's been in Delhi. Yeah, but right now, currently, he is in Goa attending the ideas and clave there, and this seems to be a pretty good. Jig for oh, all absolutely. for all the right wingers mm. and dissenters. How dare you right winger? <laughs> he la- he sought to clarify that. I know, he's a dissenter who was invited to. Um, uh, you know, hmm. um, so he made sure he had written that column before, huh. so that he is still invited in his old boys club. Old boys. Because he went to Goa. So you cannot go to no. Goa, commit harakiri, huh. and no. But you have to tell me, is that old boys club a literal or a metaphorical expression? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that mood, Sunanda. Today, no, I will offend everyone. No, 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 it is an old boys, old women's club, and it is, it is. So it's literal. Achha, no, no, metaphorical. metaphorical. Achha, I'm not going to be mean like you. Huh? I'm, not I'm, not mean, mean, like I'm, I'm not mean. I'm just asking a I am not. I'm not going to hold people's age in... against them. Oh please! <laughs> just before the podcast, we are having a discussion, and Sunanda was different. extremely ageist. That's different. Off the uh, off the record, jo hota hai, wo hota hai. Aha, okay. On record, I I am not ageist, and I am I, I behave quite well. Achha, I see how it is. Okay, so before, uh, if you haven't turned off the podcast yet, no. you have made a very very wise choice. But after, we promise we'll get back. <laughs> yeah, to, we'll, we'll get 
get yeah. to news. So here we are now. Let's let's start uh, discussing the topic of the week. There were a lot of things that happened. Arnab's resignation, the controversy over NDTV India being asked to take an off air. Uh, I have deliberately not used the word banned because Sunanda will explain why in a bit. Uh, there was the semi uh, 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 thing where yeah, eight people Madhya escaped Pradesh. Madhya Pradesh jail and then there were questions raised over the encounter yes. and so forth. There were a bunch of videotapes that were surfacing. Absolutely, that was a big news. After that, there was also the... Um, what you may call uh, 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 the Indian Express uh, uh, Awards, yes. Ramnath Goenka Ramnath Awards, Goenka where uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi and uh, Raj Kamal Jha had an uh, quote-unquote idea exchange yeah. <laughs> to use the... Uh, where the power, powerful and powerful were you know, yeah. getting together. Everyone was powerful. The powerful, the powerful and the people who think they are full of power. Yeah. They And uh, Akshay Mukul quote-unquote boycotted the awards. So yeah. why, why so? We'll discuss that. Yeah. And uh, the US elections, which happen in 48 to 72 hours from now, and it's anyone's game, but me and Sonanda have some interesting tidbits on it. So, as I said, power packed episode of Mind Podcast. Let's start with Arnab. Yes. Uh, Arnab, I have never known. Have you known anybody? You know what was very interesting was that uh, just a few days ago, Vikram Chandra, who's the CEO of um, NATV, was, he uh, tweeted that I am no longer the CEO. I have stepped down from the thing. And NATV is pretty, you know, influential channel. I have stepped down from the thing, but I'm going to be one. Ask question Whom does it influence? Wait a minute. (laughs) So, what he said, so I was just telling you the tale of two. CEOs. So Vikram Chandra said he is, and I personally quite like Vikram Chandra, he's he's a nice affable man. So he said I'm resigning and uh, not resigning, I'm stepping down from the post of CEO and I will however continue as an anchor. So he had some, you know, people talking to him and this thing. And then Arnab said he is resigning. Arnab never said he's resigning, by the way. The news came, the Mm. news broke that he has resigned. Oh my God entire social media, Twitter, Facebook, I mean, every single forum, that is all they could talk about. In a couple of hours, even Amul Polka uh, dot girl had a, um, meme know, on it, had yeah. a meme on it. Everybody was talking about Arnab. So I, I have I had a lot of issues with Arnab in the past, his style. His brashness, his style, you know, I, I, it bothers me. Sometimes. The noise, it bothers me. His volume bothers me. I want to turn down the volume, which I cannot. But you cannot take away from the fact that Arnab is a phenomenon. You cannot. The fact that people love him, the fact that he is popular, the fact that his resignation created waves, like he was, you know, typically this kind of thing happens with movie stars or um, cricket stars when they announce resignation, you know, that uh, everyone is talking about it. It does not happen with journalists. So he has taken that, I think he's the first star journalist of India. Um, two points. First of all, yeah, I agree. Uh, I had two, three years ago, actually, I had a discussion with uh, Madhu Trihan on Twitter or something back and forth. I messaged and it was something about Arna being a phenomenon. So even three, four years ago, mm-hmm. he was just as... Uh, After Anna, yeah. Anna, he became a phenomenon. Um, After Anna movement. Or, yeah, with the Commonwealth Games game yeah. and all of it. Mm-hmm. And another thing is he was a disruptor. Yeah. Now, you can agree with disruptors or disagree with them. But, you but can, they are there. As the cliche goes, you cannot ignore them mm. because 
you know they're doing something different uh india was not used to this style of uh journalism it was almost like a bill o'reilly meets your uh, uh, i don't know because as an interviewer he was a very different man yeah. as frankly, frankly speaking, speaking is completely, completely different. different so he, there are two avatars of arnab and he's a damn good journalist you can see by how he does his interviews and so mm. forth his debates sometimes have become the entertainment tamasha but remember the debates that he used to do he's done two or three no the other not the news art debates mm. but the other debates that he has done live, live. with oh. other uh, yeah. that he's conducted once one he did on uh, with judicial arunjitli and saying there he doesn't scream not just that even the the I, I keep telling people you know people have seen tons of debates of the surgical strikes and stuff mm. but the debates he did on the day of the surgical strikes with no politicians only strategic yeah, experts you, told me you and have and to see, see that. that yeah with then when partha was there for 2 3 hours and, and my favorite is what you have told me actually arnab's interview with bupen hazareka bupen hazareka you know that is a completely different arnab Absolutely. so so news hour is um That, that is a show that he that, puts on. To, to use a phrase, that was the a son of a soil yeah. celebrating uh, one of Assam's finest heroes, Bhupen so, Hazareka. Uh, so that's the brash, quote unquote, Arnab is not real Arnab. Oh, no. So he puts on the you know show for news hour. Mm-hmm. What was different with Arnab is that he is. A, he was not in Delhi. He oh. was not close to power centers. Oh. I think that gave him a lot of power. Interestingly, interesting, and it, this is sometimes what we say about mind makers that because we are away from the power centers, we can afford to say stuff. We can mm. afford to say things because we're not going to. We're not dependent. We can. We cannot. We don't have to brush with them. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, in an office lobby or something. Mm. So mm. he had the same advantage. You know, he mm. was um, away. He mm. was in uh, Mumbai. so he he didn't come face to face there were no chance of being friendships hmm. there was no chance of you know uh, becoming buddies with anybody hmm. so that gave him a distinct advantage and, and, but then again he was in bombay so there yeah. are many buddies in bombay other bombays but he he hasn't befriended anybody but really but yeah but i mean you know so it's too early to you know because everybody has been and people who call him a bjp stooge don't know what he did with lalit gate he went after sushma swaraj and um um, um sindhya uh, for days and the, days the problem is Indians were not used to news anchors having opinions yeah. and so forcefully expressing them on air. And and uh, Arnab has clearly said that I will not accept grey. I will take a position. So his three minute monologue was usually the position he had taken on a debate, mm. and then he would proceed from there. Mm. He would pre- and and it's a refreshing way of no, thinking. No, and there are it's two types of journalists, ways. right? One are the these debate journalists, and the others are reporter journalists. Yeah, and the. Sadly, the way it is, the twin might never meet because yeah. the reporter journalists are always going to be at odds with like, "Are you have not yeah. talked to anyone from the ground mm. X Y Z?" But the for people, there are people who just enjoy this kind yeah. of thing. So, But at the same time, I would not call him right wing journalist like uh, Bill O'Reilly. Because he, I have a lot of problem with right wing, left wing nomenclature, but 
at the same time, he uh, has taken very liberal stand on a lot of social issues, I'm, which Bill of Riley will not take course, in I, America. I That's not, that, not just you, but a lot of people will call him Bill O'Reilly of no, the, uh, no, no, India. No. He's not. I'm not calling yeah. him the Bill O'Reilly uh, for his political positions. I'm calling him Bill O'Reilly's style, style of style. abrasive journalism. Yes, that abrasive journalism he brought yes. to India. Absolutely agree with that. Uh -huh. But he has taken liberal position yeah, on a course, lot of, of social you issues. You cannot. Indian anchors, you cannot uh, woe because most of them you'll find uh, refuse to take uh, positions on uh, things like or at least refuse on uh, many uh, concepts like you know uniform civil code and yeah. so forth yeah. till then so yeah. I mean you can't call them quote-unquote liberals all of absolutely them. so yeah uh, but Arnab I agree with you has taken a lot of liberal positions so it will be you can't bracket him so no and he is he is truly uh, he may be um, uh, opinionated journalist but he is not a um, biased journalist that is I will take that he has his opinions he has very strong opinions no, you may disagree with him he takes positions very public positions no, but, but he is not um, he's not neutral but at the same time he's not biased no, no. I think he has his biases and and frankly for me so which what? everyone does i, I absolutely no don't no what know. i meant he's not biased towards a political party he may be biased uh, towards he may be biased towards no, certain even if he is or something yeah. um if if he is i mean i personally don't think he's biased yes he favors people and so forth and i've seen that and um uh, i like you said you know during the anna movement or something initially he was in favor of anna yeah. movement or at least so it seemed yeah yeah, yeah. oh he yeah came. he is the one who did the non stop the, 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 the hour who, hourly and rishi kapoor thing. and who not on tv yeah yeah, yeah 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 and he did that there are several times that i have not agreed with um, mm -hmm. arnab but um Arnab is what he is. He has become. Um, <laughs> I have traveled through India not too long ago, and I was around. Um, uh, you know, everywhere I would go, people who spoke English, even a smattering of English, they were swearing by Arnab. Everyone wanted to watch mm. Arnab, and, and that's all they and, watched and at there nine o'clock. Uh, there were some people in Delhi who were swearing at Arnab. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, whatever said and done, the best part I liked about him was, and I'm not writing his epitaph. He's coming no, no, back no, he's soon. coming back. Yeah, uh, that he was bloody unapologetic about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, whatever some, he did, he did well. And, and that's something that everyone should be. Yeah. Whatever you do, stand by your work. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so coming from, but he did do some drama. So when we talk about dra uh, drama king. Let's talk about another drama king on NDTV called Ravish Kumar. Yeah, huh. exactly. So, I know. What was that? Not news TV. Mm, definitely not. Mm. I mean, me, me and Sunanda were also thinking we also do some thak thik thuk thak, but then yeah. we realized that we are an audio show. The so problem really do that. with Ravish is that he takes his, um, you know, his whole sophisticated stance too far. Mm. His slip is showing. I mean, everyone knows his biases. Everyone knows his, um, you know, he also does his um, monologues and he also does his thing, but he pretends to be neutral. Mm -hmm. He also has his biases, which everyone does. But I don't, he goes on these tangents. He's like, um, who had stopped him from asking questions? No one ever stopped Ravish Kumar or anybody from NDTV for asking questions. And that brings me to this NDTV not ban. NDTV that was not a ban. That is not a ban. On November 9th, they have been told there's an advisory that they should be off um, 
uh, they should they cannot um, uh, broadcast for 24 hours so it is just a punishment or uh, rap on the knuckles so to speak Whatever. for what they did i do not think it's banned because no one those journalists they can easily go on um, social media and speak what they and they have been talking what they can they can go and write on um, um, you know blogs and newspapers any newspaper in india will publish ravish kumar any um, media portal will publish ravish kumar anybody so there is no gag on anybody it is just a rap on knuckles and supreme court has taken a very um, you know strong position on it after 2611 that all um, media companies all newspapers all media portals need to be very very cognizant about the fact that when there is a live terror situation they have to be careful in 2611 if you read the supreme court um, you know um, um, remarks you will see that they have clearly said that these people um, you know uh, did not follow the norms and all the uh, media companies at that time including NDTV agreed that they had not followed the reforms and they said something like 2611 had there was no precedence for it we didn't know how to report because something like this had never happened before in live TV and live hostage crisis like that and in, term, in the uh, era of 24-7 news they didn't know what to do so um, everyone did say at that time now for them for a journalist of NDTV uh, um, India to go and say that there is a depot of uh, this thing and militants are um, terrorists are very close to it and all that whatever information they were giving it does not make sense right now Praveen Swami came up with oh there were no terrorists or um, all other um, uh, you know newspapers or uh, media portals are reporting that but that's not the point NDTV India at not one point has said that we did nothing wrong because they know they did wrong all they are saying is that we did what everyone else did. So it's the, so, the political line yeah. And then to go and play martyr is the worst form so of my, my question this thing. Is, my question and for Pratap Bhenu Mehta to go and write uh, or Shekhar Gupta to go and write about emergency, I don't see any emergency. Uh, Shekhar Gupta wrote an article in the morning about emergency, how everybody was not being allowed to talk and this thing. And the same very and evening. Right in the newspaper. Uh, in the newspaper. <laughs> And uh, same, and then he broadcast it on the um, uh, social media, which everyone read. And the same evening, he was invited to Goa Conclave, which is being which Ram Madhav, who is of BJP, yeah, uh -huh. conducts, and he is the um, you know whatever he uh, um, uh, handles that uh, conference. He was allowed to speak on dissent there. So I don't understand if this is a fascist government. It is a very very inept and inefficient fascist government. If there is, so Sunanda so, gives the government an F on fascism. Absolutely, because they're very inept and they are very. Uh, this thing, if there is, if it's a fascist government, how are you inviting dissenters to speak on the forum? I know. This is this but this crazy. is crazy. I find it troubling that I, uh, you know, me, Sunanda, me, and you both are liberals socially. Uh, I find it very troubling that when terms of fa like fascism are used and when th uh, things about the emergency were yeah. of course I was not born but I have read I have talked to people who have survived through the emergency and I use the term survived because clearly it was throttling them you um, you know I mean you your family was in Delhi at yeah. that time and you know you know when you talk to people and so forth yeah um, what was it like I wasn't so, around either but uh, no no I'm saying but you well, I have to talked people. to people of yes. course my point is that uh, uh, first thing as you said was there any wrongdoing 
No there was a wrong doing, and there was a proper. It took about almost a year for them to come to no, this. So step. my question is that uh, you can address this whether they should have been uh, told to not broadcast for twenty four hours or not later, mm. or whether there should have been prosecution or so later. But the first things I would like to ask all these eminent intellectuals. Was there any wrongdoing? And none of them seem to suggest that. No, all no. of them are saying that we are being silenced. Huh. What are you being silenced for? I mean, this is this is really. Um, hmm. I I don't understand what is going yeah, on. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, so that's that's the that's the interesting um, uh, part about it. So, um, anyways, what um, what I was trying to say is. Uh, going forward how do you see this playing out oh i am seeing um, on 9th i am told that all journalists are going to wear black bands or something and they are going to uh, on 9th uh, on 9th and uh, they are <clears throat> going to protest uh, and everything so good luck. let me tell you something and then and, and this is i i really want to see this there is a very interesting uh, event happening on uh, 9th morning india standard time it's called the us presidential elections <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so um yes people will be watching the us presidential elections no they will care about no no they, no the people will care but what i'm saying is i want to see them broadcast uh, you know about that or something and uh, the black bandana ha huh, just aise dekhna hai na kya karte hain but that uh, who knows uh, hillary supporters think might think that this is to protest against trump I <laughs> so, but uh, i honestly want to tell people that in during upa time also such instances have happened and in fact this morning somebody reminded me on um, twitter and i remembered this very well mm. that 5 years ago a channel day and night channel in news channel in punjab was taken off harassed and taken off mm. and the editor had to resign was ousted um in punjab this happened 5 years ago not one journalist spoke wow so um i uh, i find these crocodile tears i have um, but it's, it's okay has it ndtv has ndtv has not been banned they need not go into all apocalyptic tweets and um, you know saying uh, sometimes i think pratap baru mehta just has to uh, because he's he he has to write a weekly column so might as well write this so um you know just just um, that there is fascism and there is um, dis- no this dissent has been quelled and all that stuff mm-hmm. is rubbish i agree completely yeah. so now we'll move on to the discussion about the Madhi- what happened in madhya pradesh yes and um, the encounter also, yeah the encounter about modi and rajkamal jhas thing in the indian express thing about akshay mukul and uh, the other news of the week Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli, and Sunanda Vashish, which is me. So very. Um, uh tragic incident initially happened in madhya pradesh followed by an encounter and the tragic incident i'm talking about is a, a guard who was there his throat was slit open by eight escaping prisoners who escaped uh, jail and then there was a police encounter that ensued um the discussions of the encounter and you know people have all right to ask questions whether it was legitimate or not what were the things about it but should have prefaced every single discussion about what 
these people did to this guard allegedly did to yeah. this guard his throat was slit he was prepared you know two months away there is a report very tragic report two of his yeah. sons are in the military and so forth his daughter was getting married his daughter was, was getting married yeah. so it was a, a thing but then there was this clips there were a bunch of clips that resurfaced that people were started casting doubts about whether the encounter whether it was a stage encounter stage and encounter. they were shot dead huh. and they were under trials were they just uh, shot dead here is the thing that here is my uh, opinion do we question the government of the day for what they do yes that is the essence of the democracy do we question our police force about what they do yes that is the essence of democracy so anybody saying that oh we should not question the government in power or we should not question we should trust them no we don't need to trust them we don't need to um, sort of have this unwavering unshakable belief or faith in the government no that's not how democracies uh, work yeah. we do question them we do think but how do we question how do we uh, go around uh, saying do we question that oh um, uh, muslims and dalits have no um, uh, say you know say in say this. in the country and they are always terrorist which is which is such rubbish and the person who said that i will not even defile somebody who said yes that. and i will not even defile this uh, mind podcast by saying her name but oh muslims and terrorists and dalits are always terrorists and they will always be killed. the problem is when the other side takes this position then obviously the other side hardens its stand and says oh yeah we have complete faith in the government and say both are problematic positions the point is that yes you should be questioning the government of the day yes you should be questioning the thing but should you question from the point of um, this agenda that this police force will always be wrong will should you question from the thing that government will always be wrong or should you question with an open mind so what that, that is what is what happening. sunanda is saying is is agenda driving the questions or are facts driving facts the questions driving the question there were no facts no investigation no. nothing had surfaced all that we knew at that point was that these um, uh, under trials they had escaped they had slit the throat of the guard and they had somehow planned their escape and now we know that they were helped in by some sub inspector or police or something obviously it has to you cannot escape yeah. without that oh, but that at that time 30 minutes after this news came out no one knew what has happened and you immediately started saying uh, this is an encounter this is a fake encounter this is, how do you know Hmm. How do you know? And those videos, they were not. Um, no, what was the authenticity of the authenticity videos? of the video, and how much were they showing? Everyone knows that you can I pick mean, up. Uh, anybody can pick up three minutes of this uh, conversation here, or a part of this video here about you and me talking, and say that Sunanda was beating Adit. <laughs> you know, you can do anything. Or Adit was fighting with Sunanda. Uh, no. Interestingly, she only used the term "her beating me." So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> because that's the only thing that's plausible. <laughs> So, I am a very non-violent person. So, what I'm saying is that, you know, videos can lie, audios no, no, can lie, I'm not they're not authenticated. The authenticity of anything or something, but I'm not confirming also, because yeah. I'm neither in a position to confirm nor... So nobody was, nobody yeah. was. No one had gone there, no one had... Uh, this is 30 minutes after the news came. Everybody was, uh, you know, uh, attacking the government. So, my point is, attack the government, but only after you have done your research. No, and... and, and ask valid questions and don't go around saying no that just because this is a bjp government and just because the under trials were muslims so there is an agenda here and, no there and, isn't an agenda and the, the sad part is that okay if you 
have genuine questions, genuinely journalistic questions, follow it up. Yeah. Now, there has not been a lot of follow-up questions or I don't know if there have been shows and stuff by them. Now, the topic has gone on to the OROP related yeah. So, immediately suicide. and a lot of people took umbrage to this when um, Modi spoke and this will bring us to your other topic. When Modi spoke at the Ramnath Goenka Award, he said that how news has changed over years. He said that accident and they would say a car or news. I thought that was a phenomenal example and I say this and a lot of people said oh this was not in good taste but I think he was really driving across the point that how identity politics has shaped everything that we do today and that's what mm -hmm. happened in this um, encounter case also if these under trials were of another faith of Hindus or something mm -hmm. then this question would not arise but they immediately assigned motive to it that just because they were Muslims mm -hmm. so they had to be killed but here is this what uh, Narendra Modi said he said and then there were casualties or whatever they would report this then they started embellishing it that you know so and so bus and so and so car now they have started saying that a BMW hit a um, hit a Dalit and um, you know this thing so the, he, his point of saying was that it's not about BMW or it's the guy who was driving the BMW did not know who's walking on the road oh. he if he committed an accident which is which is wrong or um, this thing but he did not know he did not do it knowing that the other person is a Dalit so don't ascribe uh, motives there could be motives or there may not be motives before but don't know. before you know don't ascribe no, motives and I think uh, it's on a lighter note. Interestingly, Sunanda used the term driving across the point. Yeah. <laughs> she gave that. No, but um, this also brings us to this point about... Um, remember that fake case in Mumbai when someone said about the leather bag and so forth? Yeah, Gauraksha so, thing. So, yeah. so, so in that case, and he said that he only did the, does that because he has a, some hatred yeah. or something. Yeah. So this this was a classic case where people had started believing that all of this in India. So when yeah, somebody co concocted this Facebook post... People they, believed it. People believed it. Yeah. So this is uh, this is, this so is people driving of an agenda. Exactly. So when when people take umbrage over you know uh, sorry out, people outrage over not umbrage over mm. outrage over Modi's point. Um, you in in effect your reactions over this kind of proved that you because you had a preconceived notion about what might That's happen. That's what I'm saying. Don't have preconceived notions. Don't go around saying that if they were. Uh, Muslim under trials, they were killed just because they were, it's it's true that they were, um, uh, you know, from Simi and Simi is, um, uh, you know, uh, a terrorist organization. But that's, that's not the point. The point is, if anybody had broken the, um, had committed jailbreak and slit the throat of a guard, yeah. I don't know what, um, what the jail manual says. I so, mean, so the jail manual will go out. I, I mean, it will go after so, them. Uh, so, sorry to cut you short on this, but then we have to move to topics. Yes. Time, time beckons. So now let's go from the powerful to the arrogant. Uh, by the arrogant, I mean uh, Mr. Akshay Mukul. Or yeah. Now, I he has his freedom of uh, expression to uh, say that, okay, the Prime Minister is giving the award. Uh, he does I not, not want to start in the I, same I would not frame. Want to, okay, that's your... Uh, the reason I'm saying that reeks of arrogance is that whether he likes it or not, he is the democratically elected Prime Minister of the country. So if he wants to, he probably knew before he's going to Akshay, this was a typical was um, uh, lefty reaction no a two year old when he breaks the toy just because so that everyone will look at him no because Arundhati Roy did something like that with the Padma Padma awards or something yeah. na? Yeah. so that's why I said lefty reaction yeah no it is it is a typical two year old reaction if in, uh, hmm. you don't look at them and he, he, looked, the he came across as the more more uh, like a shallow man uh, and his uh, crazy allegations 
that uh, has any court of law proven uh, this? This is rubbish. I'm not even going into this. This has been spoken ad nauseum. I mean, yeah. this is crazy. I, 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 what I was thinking was that he was so much in the interview that at the end of the uh, interview he said that uh, I will return my award. Yeah. And then probably he thought that award wapsi doesn't work apparently. I know. No, it's not done. 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 I won't be present, but I'll, I'll take present. the award. Huh. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't refuse the award. This is, no, this but is you know, on a lighter note, what Modi, what was that film fair award? We didn't do. Since he is not here, we, we are accepting. The, no, no, we are accepting the award. So it will be funny if the someone from the PM said we are keeping the award. Yeah, but somebody, somebody from um, the publishing house of the book of that course, had published uh, accepted the award. On I your. have yet to read the book, so yeah. I. Cannot comment on uh, how good or bad the book was, or at least how I found it. But I, I got just, an award for it, so yeah. no, no, it is just it just reeks of arrogance, and it just says that he is not neutral as um, uh, journalist not at, at all. all. Absolutely, because and he should not go around saying that he is neutral. He is biased, and mm. people will judge him for his biases, yeah, like anyone, they judge anyone, everyone else. Anyone who says uh, you can be neutral on issues, I agree. But anyone who says he's neutral is basically a hypocrite. Lying. No, yeah. he's a hypocrite. hypocrite. Because he, he doesn't want to say what his positions are or he's yeah. probably too afraid And this to. brings me to uh, Raj, Raj Kamalja's speech and uh, people were somehow saying that this was, um, you know, uh, directed at um, Narendra Modi. I didn't think so. I thought it was more directed at his own ilk. It was directed at his own, own people. And he was just saying that there is no point uh, being close to the establishment and um, establishment and government of the day and journalists should always be in an adversarial position Correct. which is a completely accepted point and i don't think anybody has said anything different uh, i mean uh, oh. indian express um, publishes stuff against the government which is completely all right oh. i don't uh, see anything wrong in that i don't see um, if raj kamalja can point out uh, even one instance when he was stopped from publishing anything or reporting anything or writing about anything until that comes across i am uh, not taking all these uh, things seriously no that and is, uh, also the, the, they are looking for any controversial point to attribute it to the oh you know this was yeah. a snub to pm or whatever i don't think like it that. was i don't think he was and stuff and but i think it was more of a snub on arnab Honestly, I think it was more of these selfie journalists and people, journalists who put cameras on themselves. Uh, I think it was endorsements. I think it was more about, um, you know, a statement on Arnab's style of journalism. No, no, and I, where journalist. So, uh, I have to ask. Is I, bigger than the I have story. to ask this. Uh, didn't Kejriwal tweet uh, saying, uh, "Proud of you, Ravish Kumar," when Ravish Kumar blacked out his screen? Yeah. So wasn't that journalism rec journalist receiving praise from a political leader? Let me so, ask you something else. When all these people received, and all of them have received Padma awards from UPA government, wasn't that praise from UPA government? Uh -huh. So, so uh, including some uh, editors of the Indian Express. Yes. I think he did, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is complete, complete rubbish. You know, uh, I mean, sure, uh, take the criticism as a. But the point that I was saying, complete rubbish, is people saying that this was oh, a big snub against the government. No, no, it so. wasn't a big snub at all. What it happens is that a journalistic community is divided into half, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what they were discussing. Exactly. So that brings me to a very tragic event that happened in Delhi. Um, 
last week, I think, or this week, earlier part this of week, this week. This week, earlier I'm part sorry. of this week. It seems so long. I know. Um, a tragic suicide happened where a veteran committed uh, Subedar Grewal, Ram Grewal, and yeah. we have a piece on it by uh, Sudhir Kumar. Kumar, who has written phenomenally about it. And he has talked about how people, and he says clearly, he says suicide is such a complex phenomenon. And it is so sad when all these vultures uh, descend, descend on, it. on it, like they did for Rohit Vemala, like they did for, and he's given examples of Akshay Singh, and they related it to Vyapam. And then when the reports came, that was, a, was not a suicide. Though. That was not a suicide, though it was an instant death, sudden instant death. And uh, then everybody said, oh, it's about Vyapam. And when it turned out it's not about Vyapam. It was not about Vyapam. Similarly, um, Rohit Vemula, it turned out that, you know, it was a suicide, but it was uh, other reasons. The, the uh-huh. man was troubled. So then the same thing about Greval, he was troubled. And a lot of things are coming about. He just led a troubled life and he wanted to end his life. To somehow juxtapose it with OROP is really sad. And for Congress to do it and for A.K. Antony to go on giving speeches and say, what is this, when is this government going to do anything about OROP is rubbish. This government has done what it could for OROP and there are still, I, I believe there are some grievances and they're still, they, they will be handled as time goes by. But it is not as if this government hasn't done anything on OROP mm. or anything. Um, let me ask I know you there something. are grievances. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you something though. The government has done something on OROP, but some of the statements that came out after this could have been avoided by the government. I agree. They were terrible statements. I agree. There is an atro- I mean, someone needs to understand that whatever may be the reason, what, are, what happened was tragic. Yeah. And you, you know, there is a certain way how to deal with it. Yeah. Not so what way. happens is when opposition jumps on it, these people become defensive. And then they so, and that's so not the that, point. They have to understand that we are in yeah. government. Yeah. Yes, I mean, come on, you know, does everyone want to be Donald Trump? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, defensive, being defensive is a different thing and being irres- making irre- irresponsible statements and being abrasive is a completely mm. different thing. Also, talk more to the veterans. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, b- it's not like the, the, you're talking and sitting on a negotiating table with a political party. You're talking to people who've served the country, whether you agree, disagree with them, keep keep informing war. I mean, I know there must be back channel talks and stuff, but I, I found the reactions to be a little war. Yeah. But anyways, given that they have done stuff on OROP, this government had uh-huh. nothing to be on defensive so, of, exactly. about at all. They should have explained about what was the problem and th- which yeah. they did. Manor Parikar explained then. So, you know, then that was, it gives fodder to these idiots who tra- come across uh, transcend like vultures and sadly don't care yeah. about other causes. General V.K. Singh comes across as like that, you know. Uh, as much as I uh, respect him, I respect him a lot. No, I, but I, I don't want to take names. But sometimes still. he is no. I mean, on my podcast, we take names. Absolutely. And okay. sure. he well. he came across a little, and he speaks the truth. The problem with him is that he does not. He's, he doesn't understand that sometimes he needs to sugarcoat it. Absolutely. That's the problem with General Vikas Singh. Uh, we'll have to see what what the uh, what the deal is. And no, there were like multiple statements that I heard. I mean, not all from General Vikas Singh. A couple of things yeah. I did not agree with, yeah. but you know I respect him for what he's done for the country and all. But anyways, so that and that gives I mean Rahul for Rahul Gandhi to come and say that he'll deliver an OPT is rubbish. Much, frankly, hilarious. Yeah, uh, because he's absolutely not done anything. Yeah. So um, 
that was that so from so, so, since we were talking about appraisal we cannot not end this podcast uh, with or we cannot end this podcast without a mention of the US elections next podcast the US election uh, uh, may we might do a special we might do a special podcast but next time we uh, speak to our audience and uh, America will have a new president I mean, uh, you Hopefully. never know Hopefully. never know um, after i've seen there is a show i, I watch and i'm, I'm that was going to be one of my recommendations but we will we'll come to that actually I'll, i'll say that in the recommendations um in that uh, at which show it is you'll have 2 minutes to guess but <laughs> till i say that uh, there, there was in, in their season finale they showed the presidential election to be tied which has ah. happened and then the house of representatives has to vote uh, <laughs> to decide the president just imagine if that happens november 8th is going to be a tough night personally yeah, i don't think the election is going to be as close as they say okay. it's it's um, of course you know your tv pundits are going to say they they love a good entertainment thing i think uh, trump has done not a whole lot to uh, redeem the no and sway the undecided voter yeah. he had a realistic chance or whatever i don't agree with a lot of what he says or all of what he says is <laughs> saying uh, but uh, but uh, he had he had a chance to make some inroads yeah. but then he's just plunged i mean his campaign has taken a horrible nose dive yeah so although he he did um uh, you know rebound rebound no, after he did. after because the... and that also because hillary is a terrible candidate and you have yeah. to understand it is it's not that i mean i'm no fan of hillary i think she is a terrible candidate on the, the problem side. is now with all these uh, um, you know cbi investigation nothing is going to FBI. be fbi <laughs> <laughs> FBI investigation. Uh, you know, Hillary might say the only hope she has is if CBI, CBI. comes. Uh, by the way, Salman Khan endorsed Hillary uh, today. Aren't you happy? About? About Salman Khan endorsing the Hillary. the paragon of uh, uh, yeah. propriety. Yeah, <laughs> the one paragon of propriety endorsed another paragon of propriety. <laughs> But, But anyway, that was funny. Was he driving when he tweeted? No, I hope not. Uh-huh. But was his driver driving when he tweeted <laughs> or something? I'm just asking. Who was driving? Unrelated questions. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so. I don't know. I I just found it very funny. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is because Hillary might have said she watched Prem Ratan then. I'm kidding. But <laughs> Hillary never talked about it. Whatever that was the most interesting. Whatever book. FBI finds out or something, we are not going to know before um, uh, you know November eighth. There is no closure going to be on the investigations. And by the way, a lot of people have already voted in early elections. So there was a week of early um, voting know. that has already happened. But so that's I don't know roughly how. only twenty percent yeah. at most. At most. So yeah. I think uh, the the real fun is yet about to begin. And Tuesday night here, which will be Wednesday morning India time, is going to be a fascinating night. Even even if it's um, a virtual comfortable victory uh, for Hillary, it's still a comfortable which, night. Uh, which a lot of us believe. I mean, comfortable in America is a uh, term. Even if though there is a uh, difference of say fifty or sixty delegates, yeah. and you might think think it's comfortable. It might be just two states. Yeah. So um, we'll see. November eight. The thing is that no one can predict what is going to happen on November eight. We'll see. Achha, I have to tell you this. Uh, did you see Nate? Uh, Nate of our five thirty eight. I saw that. Nate Singer yeah. had a huge outburst against yeah, Huffington yeah, yeah, Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So apparently yeah. Huffington Post questioned his uh, models and prediction because it keeps on changing, and he just lost it. <laughs> he just lost. This it. election, everybody has been at its has at his or her I, worst. I have to say, and I've said this earlier. This is. I've been here for about nine years now. I mean, I've followed. This is my third presidential election that I'm following, 
probably more seriously as a commentator than I did the first two. But uh, uh, this probably has had interest for the last one and a half year. It's been frankly exhausting to watch the coverage. I'm, I'm actually glad it will be over. Yeah, the last yeah. nine months and especially the last two weeks. I mean, a lot of people who are not here don't know how, like, for people even to watch, everybody, you go to a party, you go to boardroom discussions, everybody's only talking about the elections. It is unavoidable. These conversations, I have never seen them happening politically charged like on this scale. But uh, this is, as a, a friend of mine put it today earlier today to me, that this is the biggest entertainment show <laughs> ever, ever. Live entertainment. Ever. And this is going to end on, uh, it's going to culminate on uh, November 8th. Now, now, because Indian elections are the biggest elections ever. But anything with Mr. Trump is the biggest, biggest entertainment show ever. So, so uh, we'll see and uh, we will we will so, be uh, we'll probably do a podcast uh, oh, depending on what happens yeah, podcast and, or maybe even a webcast, uh, we a webcast or a podcast or a mini podcast or something we'll do something, and we'll come back with happen. it uh, yeah sunanda uh, what are your recommendations for this week what are my um, recommendations for this week um, you know, I haven't been watching too much because there's so much news and there's so much going on. You're going to recommend more news? I'm going to, no, I'm not going to recommend news or anything. I, um... So we'll give you a minute. Since yeah. Is thinking, I'll give you my recommendation. Yeah, you give your recommendation. So my first recommendation is a show on HBO called The Veep or just Veep uh, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld who played Elaine. And it's about the vice president. That's the show I was telling where she, and I'm giving a spoiler, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, um, that uh, she she becomes, she, her election is tied. What happens in the next year, uh, next, uh, uh, year is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Next season is fascinating. And that actually gave me an insight about what happens here when an election is tied. Because yeah. US only has 538 delegates, unlike India, which is 543. Yeah, it's a complicated thing. Actually, yeah. you should talk about it when we do uh, yeah, uh, this that thing, that it, how US presidents yeah. are elected. Yeah. Yeah, we will we'll, when we'll, we'll do that, we'll, I'll give a brief overview of what's happening. Uh, yeah. Fred Stella actually wrote a piece on that, which we'll be tweeting before the election, so people know that the last one and a half years jamboree, what, what it's been about and so. And the second recommendation that I was watching a documentary on Netflix today, and that is, uh, I only watched half of it, I'll watch the other half tonight probably. It's about women in ISIS. A British journalist has seen how um, women have become recruiters for ISIS. You know, hardcore Islamist women like uh, who advocate and are almost apologists on Twitter and stuff. And she sent a couple of her friends undercover for a year oh to infiltrate. And it's troubling to watch, but yet I believe everyone should watch it. It, it mo- I mean, it. I watched half of it and I was already like, <gasps> You know, I mean, I how at how deep the rot is, and if you see, they've actually shown tweets, Twitter handles, how you get into this. Uh, oh, these are women who were uh, recruiters almost recruiters. and apologists. So for ISIS, yes. So, oh my God! Oh, well, that this is completely other side. Yeah, and and this is in Britain, so you you you'll see. You have to see this. That and he, she's used. I mean, uh, like you know, uh, they're talking about the caliphate and stuff like that, and all. So you got you got to watch this documentary. I know. So yeah. It's, it's very 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 uh, move. I don't even say It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, have you thought about something? Yes, something? I have thought about since we are talking about fascism and we are talking about uh, you know emergency and everything. I recommend this um, interview that Indira Gandhi did with BBC. I sent it to you also. 
that um, and October 31st was and in, uh, in, in this for all our this was 1978 1978 and uh, October 31st was her death anniversary as well I recommend this interview that she did with BBC she was not in power at that point and uh, but she was in parliament she had already been elected to the parliament again um, this is after the emergency after she had um, you know quit and it was Muraji Desai's um, government you have to see her defend the emergency it is amazing the way she talks and the way she was so convinced that the whole world was um, against her and you have to see her uh, defending nationalization of banks and everything a lot of this generation I don't know has probably never heard Indira speak um, but if you hear her this will this will be amazing yeah, perfect, do perfect. do watch that interview and while on 31st October also watch uh, also read Mark Tully's book Amritsar and Mrs. Gandhi's last battle. Yes. So anyways, this brings us to the end of our podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. This is Adit Kapadia signing off. We'll be back next week. Thank you.